No fluff. Don't worry about your dick. That's going to come later. No lies. I just masturbated. Just real women. Cock rings. Cock rings. Talking real sex. I am so bruised on my girl bits. Sex gets real. Sex gets so real. So real up in here. With Dawn. What's the most sensitive part of your cock? And Dylan. Let's talk about the elusive clip. Now get ready to get real. Eating pussy. There you have it. Well, let's just do. Let's roll. Yeah, we gotta roll. What's in my pocket? I need some chapstick. Is is there ever an appropriate time to use the word moist other than for cake? I like moist. You like moist? I don't have a problem with the word moist. I know a lot of people hate moist, and I'm not sure if it's the word or if it's just the oi. Right. Moist. Moist. So you like moist vaginas? Moist vaginas is good. Yeah, and moist lips. Moist lips. Like We're I just... saying it so much now, it doesn't sound like that word anymore. Yeah, because I just said, I just... Put your chapstick on. Put chapstick on and made my lips really moist. 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 Um, moist cake. We might but be what does it mean? driving some of our listeners up the wall. Probably. <laughs> well, I know a friend of mine would be like, Turn off! I'm in hell right now, and I can't get out of it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't have, um, it doesn't bother you. No, it kind of, (laughs) (laughs) Dylan Uh, has a picture of somebody who has moist across their undies. Well, they, they specifically made those undies Mm -hmm. because, um, another friend, another friend can't stand it so bad. They're like, (laughs) Oh my God. Hey, so check out these new undies I bought. And (laughs) they're moist. They're moist. (laughs) And they were like, Make it go away. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's like that with any word that you know you say enough times, and I'm like, does that even sound right? Right. That, Am I still saying the right word? Is that is that a word? Yeah. Like, how did we ever come up with that word? <laughs> like, who decided that that is going to be called this? Some people, when they say it, it really upsets me, and other times it doesn't. Oh, so really? it's just very context dependent. Okay. Yeah, because sometimes when people say it, I feel like there's some super creep factor behind it. Ew. And I'm like, don't say that anymore. <laughs> You know. Yeah. I get it. Well, hi, everyone. This is Dawn. And this is Dylan. And this is Sex Gets Real. And we are recording fairly early on a Monday morning. So, whoa. (laughs) Happy holidays. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well,. Well, this episode is airing January 31st, 2016. I don't know when you're listening to it, sexy listener, but uh, it's airing January 31st, which means we are three days into my 10-day summit. So hopefully everybody's seeing all the tweets and everything, and it's not too late to register. You can register uh, in the middle of it to catch all the rest of the talks, so you can just go to exploremoresummit.com. There's still seven more days left of the summit as of the day this airs. So totally go check it out because it's super awesome. Super cool. Yeah. Okay. Last night. Okay. One of the, so there's this couple that are experts on my summit. Okay. Sunny Megatron and Ken Melvoin Berg. Okay. And Sunny has a show on Showtime called Sex with Sunny Megatron. Okay. And it's one of their super late night shows. So they actually show like real intercourse and sex and stuff like that on the show. And so in Sex with Sunny Megatron, which features Sunny, 
She goes and um, like works with real couples who want to try sexy things and like introduces them to her kinky friends or other experts. And then they like show them actually trying stuff or they go to play parties and watch people having sex. And so I watched two episodes last night of it. Wow. um, From season one. And... I don't have Showtime. I don't either. I, st- I take it from my mom. Oh, okay. Don't tell. Oh, me it's anything. one of those things you can do, like online. Yeah. Like oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I use my mom's login. like Showtime and Go, then... like like HBO <laughs> Go. Amazing. I use my mom's lo- my mom's Showtime login, and then I watch sex shows. Oh my god! So wouldn't your mom know? Like, like you've recently watched this. These are other shows that might interest you as well. Possibly, but she also knows what I do, so it wouldn't surprise her. <laughs> Yeah. In the first episode (laughs) is this guy whose partner is a porn star. Okay. And he feels a lot of insecurity about that because he's just kind of like... Of course. You know, I don't really know what it's like for her to make the porn, and I feel like maybe I'm not living up to the people she's having sex with. So Sonny was like, well, let's go to the kink.com studios, and what if you guys spend a day shooting porn together? And you can actually see what it's like to be in porn. And so they do. They go and they do three different scenes uh-huh. with a director. And like in the very first scene, but the doing, two, the couple are it's fucking the couple. okay, right? And so it's just the two of them in each scene with like a director and the camera okay. crew. And the very first scene is a schoolgirl scene oh, where geez. she's like sitting in a classroom at a desk and mm-hmm. she's misbehaving, and right. he's the teacher who's like, you know, like of bad course. girls get punished. Suck this cock. Whoa. And he pulls it out, and he's not hard. And the director goes, "Whoa, whoa! Nobody wants to oh. see a soft cock. Go jerk off and talk to your girlfriend." <laughs> oh my god! So they start like making out, and he gets all hard. And she's like, "Is your Johnson ready?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then he like pulls out his hard cock, and then. They're, like, oh doing God. all this kind of stuff, and then they finally, in the very last scene, um, get to do this, like, really hardcore fucking, and afterwards they're interviewing him, and the woman goes, sex and porn is like an Olympic sport. It's all about endurance and strength. Yeah. It's not about anything else. And sex with a partner <laughs> is all about, like, personal expression and emotions, and they're two totally different experiences. Right. So then they're asking the guy, they're like, so what did you think? And he was like... First of all, I have newfound respect for the guys that do porn because this was not easy. This oh my God. was hard. This yeah. was a workout. And he goes, and I don't even know how the ladies do it. They have to put up with so much. It's like getting just pounded like, and pounded. Yeah, yeah. And like tossed around yeah. and, you know, like they have to stay wet all the time. Oh and my God. So it was just like really fun kind of seeing him like uh-huh. come around and it's yeah. not like scary anymore. It's actually real work. Uh-huh. And then um, the episode ends with that Sonny goes to a clown orgy. Wow. Okay, what? Everybody is dressed up in full clown. And there's about 20 people. And then they have a great big group sex event. And there's balloons and... Oh my um, god. People doing all kinds, like, beating each other with balloons while one of them's getting fucked. Oh, my and, God. like, doing all kinds of stuff. And so, you know, Sunny's, like, interviewing it. Because Sunny and her husband, Ken, do clown sex. They do clown. And it's on their Instagram, them, and, like, full clown having sex. Oh and so they are really into, like, the clown scene. And oh so she's sitting there and, like, she interrupts this. I didn't even <laughs> fucking know there's a fucking clown scene, okay? Like, what the yeah. fuck? I'm okay. I'm going to pull up one of her pictures. But so she's asking this, like, this guy clown, like, yeah. hey, so I don't even, like, 
nobody can tell who you are because you have so much makeup on and a wig. And he was like, that's the point. I come here to have totally anonymous sex. Yeah. That's super fun. No one will ever know who I am. Yeah. No one will ever know, like, in my real life. Everybody watching the show is going to have no idea who I am. Yeah. And he goes, growing up, I thought clowns were totally terrifying. But you know what? Dressing up like a clown means I can have lots of anonymous sex. So, yeah, it was just like this whole big... Yikes. Here's them uh, in some of their clown outfits. Sunny's on the right with the red, red, red hair. Oh, Or the left, I mean. Oh, on the left. Yeah, on the left, all the way on the left. And then Ken is all the way on the other side. That's her husband? (laughs) Yeah, that's her husband. So, I watched episode one, which which was that... And then I watched episode two, which was all about orgasms. And they had fucking machines on the episode, which you know I love. Yeah. And uh, they had... Oh, 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 okay. Oh, oh. Okay, okay. So this is... I learned something new when I watched the second episode. I knew all about clown sex, but I had never actually seen dollification. Nuh-uh. So this couple is really into, and I'm pretty sure they're friends with Sonny and Ken, but this couple is really into dollification. And so what that means is, you know, one person in the situation, and in this case it was the the woman, uh-huh. the oh woman God, gets I'm totally afraid. dressed up like a doll, um, oh like full head-to-toe uh-huh. doll, uh-huh. and they have <laughs> other life-size dolls in the house. Oh my God. And so then she goes and lays in the bed next to other life-size dolls, and in the scene, at least, that they showed in the show, he comes in and he's like, look at all these dolls. They're all so pretty. Are they like fuck dolls? Like blow-up yeah, dolls? right. Okay. And so um, he's like, oh, which doll do I want to play with today? And he like goes over to her and like, he's like, this doll's warm. This doll's oh nice. And her job the whole time is to never make a sound, <gasps> to never move, to never react, to never open her eyes. Nothing. She's a lifeless doll. And he oh positions God. her. So like he undresses her and she's totally limp like a doll and he pulls her panties off and then he starts like stimulating her with his fingers and he goes oh I like how this doll gets really wet when I touch her and she said one of the like turn-ons for her is that who does this the same couple it's a different okay it's a different couple so Sunny is there interviewing them okay okay yeah so Sunny's interviewing this couple and then they show them actually having sex and the girl who dresses up like the doll said that one of the things that really turns her on about it is one, she's totally surrendering to him, like mm-hmm. the ultimate submissive. Yeah. yeah. And two, because she has to be totally still and totally silent, when she comes, it makes her orgasm way more intense because it's completely having to be held oh inside of her. Oh my God. And so then it shows oh him making her <laughs> orgasm. Oh my and, god. And like while she's crazy. the doll. And then them like talking afterwards and they're all like kissy faced or whatever. And apparently this is like a big part of the type of sex they have is they really oh love god. her being a doll and they do all kinds of like different scenes. Wow. And I have seen pictures on FetLife of people dressed up like dolls, but I'd never actually like thought, well, how do you incorporate this into sex? And so it was really fun actually seeing these people have sex. In their doll scene. The only thing I keep picturing is the doll with a wide open mouth. Her mouth is open a little bit. She's like... Well, and there's two dolls next to her like that. Oh my god. With the wide open mouths, yeah. like fake dolls, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um... And yeah, it was just really funny how he like comes in and he's like, I really want to like, you know, I would, wa- I would watch that. Look at, oh, I know you would. <laughs> would like, <laughs> which, which doll should I play with? This one's awfully nice. I'm such a little freak. I would, I would watch it. I think it would be, 
I think it would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, interesting. <laughs> I know. So I watched two episodes. That's awesome. Uh, and there are eight episodes total in season one. And I think they're getting ready to start filming season two. But mm. um, if people have access to Showtime, you should totally so go check it's, it out. Um, it's a half hour show. But it's not like X-rated porn because it's not like on a porn channel. But they actually show They actually show. Yep. They show the penises. They show the vaginas. They show things. Now, they don't show the penis going... Into the vagina hole. Right. But they show... You pretty much know they're fucking. So exactly. It's like, like, you can mm-hmm. see the penis, and then, like, there's... So, basically, it's like in one of the scenes in the clown sex, the person being fucked is on all fours, uh-huh. and the person behind her is actively fucking her, uh-huh. and they're standing in front... The camera is, like, looking at them. So, you can see his penis disappear inside of her, okay. but you can't actually see, like, her vulva. Gotcha. gotcha. So, it's it's, like... It's, it's pretty as, good. It's as yeah. graphic as you can get yeah. without actually having the camera in the hole. Right. You know? Gotcha. So, yeah. And apparently some of the other things that go on in the in the season is they go to a piss play party in San Francisco with a whole bunch of gay men. Um, wow. They do a whole bunch of, like, people So, like, who basically do, like, water sports? Oh, yeah. Full, piss, piss full water party. sports. Yeah. Wow. And they do all kinds of, like, group sex stuff and BDSM stuff. And so I'm really looking forward to watching the rest of it. I think Sunny is hysterical. Uh-huh. She, her... Sunny and Ken's talk at my summit is the only one that's going to have a not safe for work, extremely explicit warning. Right. Interesting. Because we were talking about some like real explicit stuff in that talk. Right. But the show is super fun. Like yeah, I was yeah, laying yeah, in yeah. bed last night, like, oh, I've got to get up early to go record, but I want to keep watching. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. So everyone should check it out. It's called Sex with Sunny Megatron. It's on Showtime. Anytime. If you have Showtime, then you can watch it online. Yeah. But yeah, it's really cool. So I would, cool. I would super suggest that. And then speaking of like freaky deaky sex, because uh-huh. we like that. Yeah. So two things. One, I just booked my tickets for Valentine's weekend. I'm going up to Canada for a three-day long um, BDSM fetish and kink conference with Alex. Okay, cool. Yeah, which is really cool. And they get, they're going to have workshops on bondage for impact play, for um, doing, like, wrapping with, okay. like, saran wrap yep, and yep. vinyl, you know, like, uh-huh. um, mummification. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have all kinds of, like, power exchange wow. and foot play workshops and a martial arts, like, physical, okay. like, fighting kind of thing. And then... Cool. Yes. Uh, lots of rope stuff and... Cool. A whipping class with a single tail whip. Whoa. And puppy training 101. Oh my God. Yeah. And uh, how to be a strip, how to do a strip tease and how slave training and all this kind of stuff. And Holy shit. That's some serious. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be a lot really of shit fun. going on. And did I tell you that I bought an ass hook like a year ago? I think that you did. I think I bought it at MAL with you, actually. I'm not 100% sure, but. Uh huh. I bought an ass hook. Yeah. And then when Alex and I were in Vancouver a couple of months ago, we went to this BDSM uh, class on predicament bondage. Okay. Which I can't remember if I talked about it at all or not, but basically the top puts their bottom into situations where no matter what, they're going to lose. And Ooh. so, like, an example is. Um, he had a woman holding a dildo in her teeth, but the dildo was tied to a really heavy sandbag so that it, 
it was just too hard for her to hold on for very long. Uh-huh. But when she let go of the dildo, she had a whole row of clothespins all up her body so that if she let go of the dildo, all those clothespins were going to get ripped off. Oh my God. So like you want to hold on to the dildo as long as you can, knowing you're going to lose, knowing that pain is going to come. Oh my God. And then God. when it slips out, you know, like, you know, so like, like he sets up all these scenes. Holy shit. You know, where no matter what you're going to lose. Yeah. But you're fighting not to lose as long as you can. And in one of the scenes, he had one of his um, demo bottoms on a cunt hook. Same idea as an ass hook? Basically, yeah. So the ass hook usually has a ball at the end. Um, So then the ball goes into your ass. And then there's like a hook. But uh, a cunt hook usually is just smooth all the way. Okay. Um, And I have pictures here so you can see. So the top one is an ass hook and the second one is a cunt hook. Alrighty, alrighty. So I've had this ass hook for like a year uh-huh. and I've never used it. And what's that one there? Trailer hitch? Uh-huh. Is that that one goes Is that going the ass? No, that one goes around your cock and up into your ass. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That looks fun. Uh-huh. Okay. So there's a like a little ring at the top of the ass hook. Yeah. Because then you can tie rope to it right. and do all kinds and of do stuff. Your- so I did something a little bit creative about two weeks ago. Okay. I decided to play with it. Alrighty. I don't think I mentioned this yet. Did you did tie I? it to your hair? No. No. I pulled out the ass hook and tied some rope to it. And then I put the ass hook in and I ran the rope up my back. I was on all fours. Right. And I tied it to my headboard. Ooh. And then I could move back and forth and like fuck myself on the ass hook. Oh my God. That's awesome. And then awesome. like I pulled out my wand and I was like having fun. Damn. And then I actually was able to like flip over and still kind of like do a oh. lot on my back. And so the reason I wanted to try it is because Alex and I have been talking about he wants to, like, tie my hair to the hook. And then, you know, if my head moves at all. So I was like, well, I better, like, try this myself first. That's that's always a good rule of thumb. Try something yourself on your own first before (laughs) you bring in a partner. So I wanted to try it first. And it was, like, it was really fun. Cool. Yeah, it was, like, a really cool thing. So I think that it would be really fun. Like, there's so many things you could tie that hook to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and, like, totally. really, like, uh-huh. so. And you can even, like, you know, if you wanted to, like. Oh, yeah, make, like, a little, Bring like, it over your shoulder and you can just, like. Pull it on with my mm, hands. Mm, 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 be like, yeah. what? Standing there in the kitchen. Yeah. You could totally be standing and just be, like. Boop, boop. Yeah, a little tricep workout. Yeah. Boop, boop, pulling it up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But the other day, you know, he was making a joke and he was, like, do we need to get you a cunt hook? And I was, like, yeah, we do, actually. So, oh my god. So then out. what is that? Okay, so you're going the story of the cunt hook. So the cunt hook is you mean the, that the girl had in? Yeah. Okay, so the predicament he put her in was he tied her arms above her head and out to the side. Okay. Okay, so that she could kind of hold on to the ropes for a little bit of balance, but couldn't move her arms at all. Okay. Then he put the cunt hook in and tied the rope very tightly to something over her head so that she had to be on her tiptoes. Uh-huh. Then he put her on a ball that she had to balance on with her oh, feet. Oh, shit. What the fuck? So that if she fell, that cunt hook was going to just, like, really ram her. But he tied her so that she could actually put all her weight on it, but it would still be really uncomfortable if she did. But good God, is there any danger in that? No. no. I mean, well, I mean, if you're really unsafe. But the way he had it set up was that even if she, like, her feet had slipped or something, if she couldn't really have gotten seriously injured. It wasn't, like, gouge her internal. Right. Exactly. Okay. Right. But it was enough that she was like, oh, I don't want to 
want to slip. I don't want to slip. Right. Cause it's that fear of what could happen, right, even right, though right. like all the safety measures oh are in place. God. So yeah, yeah. So he used that cunt hook. And so like, it was just wow. really interesting. You know I mean? These, they're not big yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like you have like the necessarily this feeling of fullness, right. but it's definitely this, um, you know, being able to tie a rope to it and then put mm-hmm. tension on it or, you know, something else that, you can do with rope is if there's tension on the rope and then you put like a vibe on the rope, right. it makes whatever it's tied to vibrate. So right. you can make the, the hook vibrate. And... Did you end up getting one of those little, um, I don't have thing? an electro wand yet. I really want one. A yeah. violet wand. Violet wand. Yeah. yeah. Violet wand. I really, really, really yeah. want one of those. Yeah. And that's actually one of the things that was in this episode, the second episode of Sex with Sunny Megatron. Uh, they had a little scene with some electro steel. Cool. Cool. Yeah, which was really cool because she's really into that. But um, yeah, the predicament play class was really interesting and a little bit too mean for my tastes. Yeah. You know, like you could definitely make it less mean. Right. But the person that was teaching the class was definitely sadistic. Right. I, I think that would be really fun to set up something really elaborate for mm-hmm. somebody. Right. You know, just because there's something kind of sexy in the thoughtfulness of it, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't want it to necessarily be like really mean. <laughs> Don't be mean to my vagina. Well, he asked yeah. for volunteers at the very, so he had three oh, demo man. bottoms that were already <clears throat> like experienced yeah. that came with him. And he asked for an audience member to come up and volunteer Yikes. for something. And I was thinking about doing it cause it was going to be like a little nipple play. And he was like, I need somebody that can handle something a little bit intense on their nipples. And I was like, ah, I can't really handle very much on my nipples, like no, just a little bit. You bought those mean clamps. Oh yeah, and I can't use them at all, <laughs> at all. So at speaking all. of, I got those clover clamps. I literally can't put them on oh, me. Oh my god, yeah. This poor woman volunteers, and he not only puts clover clamps on her nipples, he puts weights on them, Ow. and then he ties her so that Ooh. she's guaranteed to drop have the rip. weight and oh, have them rip god. off. And so, and you could tell she was not very comfortable with what was happening. So she ended up, when he wasn't looking, laying down on the ground so that the weight wouldn't pull on her nipples anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my like, God. Bent all the way forward. She was resting on the floor. So oh there was no God. weight on her nipples. Oh my God. So he was like, if I was really mean, I would tie her to a post so that she couldn't she lean couldn't forward that. that way. Oh my but God. because she's just a volunteer and she didn't really sign up for this, like, yeah. you know, everybody give her a round of applause. Oh and my I remember. I turned to Alex and I was like, first of all, my nipples are having sympathy pains. Yeah. And second of all, I've never been so glad I haven't volunteered for something in my life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. Just like. What in the hell? Oh, I know. So I am excited to go to this conference uh, that's in well, Canada. Sounds like a lot of interesting yeah. and amazing classes. Uh-huh. There's going to be vendors yeah. and um, cool. all kinds of stuff for sale and there's play parties every night. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go, we're probably going to go, there's three play parties and we're probably going to go to like maybe two of them. Um, but we'll see, you know, like how it all unfolds. Can I randomly tell you something that is so gross, uh-huh. but I think people need to know about it because it was, it's about, it's about, um, Novelty toys. Oh, okay. Recently did some renovations in my house. Yeah. And had to move a couple of my toys and whatnot in my toy chest because movers and workmen were going to be in the house and we didn't need them to like open up our toy chest and be like, oh, what's this? Mm -hmm. So, you know, not that they would, but we obviously weren't watching them every time. And people do weird shit, trust me. Uh Um, So many, many years ago, we had purchased a... 
let me see. It was like, I think one was a butt plug and one was a, like, um, one of those realistic type, but it wasn't, it wasn't a legitimate realistic type dildo Mm -hmm. strap on little dildo. Uh And so I'm like lifted up the top of my, um, toy chest and underneath is like this little hidden compartment where I keep a bunch of other stuff Uh in there. And you know how sometimes when you purchase a dildo, it comes in a little red velvety bag or Mm -hmm. something. Well, so I had two of them stuck in the bag. And then when I looked at it, I was like, Oh, something sticky is in there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh no. So I pull it out and it is so disgusting. Okay. This is, this is why they call it novelty Uh and the chemical reaction Uh that went on between the butt plug and the dildo, they melted into each other. Ew. And then they were stuck. Oh. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and this is in our bedroom, so it's not like there was some incredible amount of heat, like, right. to melt a dildo. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's sitting in a closed compartment in the dark, you mm-hmm. know, and... The butt plug and the dildo were melted in this, this white, disgusting goo. Ew. Like, it was so gross, people. This is, like, the shit that Ugh. you don't put into your body. Yeah. This is what happens. Like, yeah. thank God, like, that's been sitting in my drawer for that long. Cause right. You, obviously, because it melted. It. Yeah, yeah, it means I'm not using it. I was right. like, so I sat there and I'm like, ew, everything that said, like, that I... Because we just used the two main, uh-huh. you know, and they're both from Vixen. Right. And uh, the glass one. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is um, uh, silicone and yeah. it's made for the ass. So I have a silicone butt plug and uh-huh. then the gas glass one and then the realistic um, Vixens. Anyway, so we just tossed everything. Yes. We yes. Are, like yes. gross. Yes. Like get this out of here. Mm-hmm. And people. Yeah. If it says... This is a novelty item, mm-hmm. not for internal use, adult toy, whatever the hell it is. If you spent yeah. twenty dollars on something that's thirteen Don't inches put that in shit your forearm around in your body. Yeah. Cause that is gross. It was mm-hmm. so gross and I was like, Oh my god, we had this in our body mm-hmm. at one point. And I was like, yeah. out with it. Yeah. Was yeah. so foul. And you know, like yeah. The really high quality to toys that are made of body safe material are a little bit more expensive. Yes. And sometimes those vibrators can run $200 yeah. and sometimes dildos can run $120, $150. Yeah, oh I but, paid $135 for mine. Exactly. But, you know, there are options available out there that are body safe and are closer to the $40 or $50 mm-hmm. range. Now, they might not last a lifetime. Yeah. But you can at least get one of the forty or fifty dollars mm-hmm. ones to decide if you like yeah. it, and then when you're ready, you can upgrade. Yeah, you know, instead of just buying like the twenty or the thirty dollars right. one that might break, that might melt, that might you know have mm-hmm. all kinds of to- toxic material that oh hold. Oh my god! And like you know, one of the really challenging things with cheaper vibrators and dildos is that you know some people don't agree that the jelly toys are are toxic. But right. what we can all agree on is jelly toys are porous, which means you can never actually get everything out of oh, it. Right, you yeah. can't actually remove Ew. infection, disease, fluids, mm. any of that kind of stuff, no matter how much you wash it yeah. because it's porous material. So the more inexpensive toys are porous, yeah. which means they're going to hold on to things that could mm-hmm. potentially spread all kinds of yeah. yucks. You know, like even it's just bodily fluid between mm-hmm. people, not, right. not no bueno. 
Yeah. You know, or even like, do you want lube from the seven times ago that she had sex being all up in you? Probably not. Ew. You know, so it's definitely worth making an investment to make sure you're getting medical grade silicone and... Oh my God, it's so worth it. And it's just a little bit of care, you know, like dust it with some cornstarch and it's Mm. like awesome. Your Vicks... Your vixens, yeah, yeah, yeah your, your silicones, vixens. yeah. Yeah, you don't have to do that with the hard silicones. Right, 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 right. Yeah, just the super soft. <clears throat> but, yeah, that's, yeah. I got rid of all of those a long time ago, and oh I'm so God. glad I did. Yeah, you know, like it's, I said, it's been I'd rather have three or four really great toys than so seven or eight gross. gross ones. I can't even imagine, like, the what in the world chemical reaction was going on between these two toys that it melted through it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Speaking of gross... Okay. Okay. (laughs) There is this article that came out. I'll link to it. But people are putting these little balls of herbs in their vaginas to detox their their wombs. And it's this, like, new-agey claim that is selling herbal womb detox pearls. That are claiming these ancient herbs that you insert deep into your vagina for up to three days will cleanse the womb and return it to a balanced state. Wow. Now, they're making all these claims that you get all this, like, super fancy detox thing. Right. And it's going to help you, like, discharge all these things that have been just, like, hiding up there or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also a similar theory that if you have a yeast infection, you should be shoving, like, yogurt-covered tampons up. Right. And you're, no. Right. So, um, now that people are actually, like, taking a look at this and talking to doctors, you know, I mean, the whole thing is... The whole uterus and vaginal canal is a self-cleaning system. Right. You don't douche. I just call people that. Hook, right. You don't put bags of herbs up there and leave it for three days. What is you like with that. It's a system that's perfectly designed. And if it goes out of balance, usually it's because of illness yeah. or diet. And so you can rebalance mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah. You know, but you shouldn't be putting things up inside right. that are things like pearl balls of herbs. So a couple of gynecologists have started coming out and saying that these are going to really foster infections and actually that. really create some pretty serious um, situations for people that could be really damaging. I want to know what the herbs are. I, yeah, it doesn't say it just says they're ancient combination of her- healing herbs. I'm going to put some cloves and cardamom. Oh my god, can you imagine? I'm going to have a spicy vagina. Can we flavor it pumpkin spice? Yeah! Because yeah. I would eat your pussy for days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's just like, I know right. that, yeah. Pussies I'm like, just taste good as yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't, no. I mean, okay, no. Right. No. And pussies are supposed to smell like pussies. Like pussies. They're not supposed to smell like flowers. No. They're not supposed to smell like Lemon, spice. citrus, or whatever. They're not supposed to smell Dish like. Dish flavored there right. is out there. Right. Like sea yeah. foam. <laughs> candle ocean (laughs) spray you know like pussies are supposed to smell musky and earthy and like pussies Mm. so don't Mm. cover that shit up Mm. yeah yeah okay oh a follow-up on um last week's i went and researched that crazy bill you were talking about for virginia Uh uh-huh and um they were talking about the basically the way they would be checking right would be through birth birth certificates yeah i'm like what yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, they're not you actually going to do like, like genital checks, papers, but the implication please. is yeah, still still fucked up. Totally. Right. Yeah, because right. I caught like the Washington Post article on mm-hmm. it or something, and I was like. What the fuck is wrong with people? Right. I mean, exactly. like, it was just, like, fucked up, whatever. Well, and, once again, even if we're not talking about trans folks, intersex people are as common as redheads. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even if you're looking at a birth yeah. certificate, that's still some doctor or some yeah. parent putting a gender on somebody, and they might have different types of sex organs. Right. Like, it's completely ridiculous. For some that might not know, please right. explain intersexed. Okay, so... For those who didn't listen to our episode a few weeks ago, intersexed means you have a different combination of either chromosomes or genitals, and so you might have XXY or you might have XYY instead of XX or XY as far as like the chromosomes go, and right. you might have a, a vagina and a vulva and testicles, mm-hmm. or you might have an enlarged clitoris that's closer to like a penis, or you might have mm-hmm. a penis and ovaries. Right. It's just this really beautiful combination of how your body decided to kind of create itself, and it's really common. Mm-hmm. It's as common as redheads, mm-hmm. you know, and unfortunately, a lot of times what happens is if a baby is born and happens to have kind of an unconventional mix. Mm-hmm. of genital uh, right. or reproductive systems, then doctors or parents often will just do surgery to make them, right. you know, in quotes, normal. Right. Instead of allowing them to grow up and then just decide what they want to do with their body. Right. So mm-hmm. it's something that's still very, 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 very misunderstood and we're really <clears throat> silent about in our culture, considering how common it is. Right. Because um, in most cases... They pick the wrong gender, so to speak, you know? Usually they so, pick the one that's more prevalent. Right. So, even though internally, like... Right. It might be a totally different I, experience. My, yeah. Yeah. My balls are inside, but it looks like I got a vagina out here, mm-hmm. but the girl, air quotes, uh-huh. grows up and feels like a man trapped right. inside a woman's body, right. and you you pick the wrong one. Mm-hmm. So you cut off her enlarged clit or whatever right. it was that, that they did, or right. if it's the opposite way, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So And the other thing is. that's, like, so frustrating about that is there's just this insistence that there's only two, that there's only two options, and right. there's not. Right. You know, I mean, you don't have to be a boy or a girl. Right. You can be a, could a little bit boy, eat. a little bit girl. You could right. be nothing. You could be totally non-binary and not subscribe to any right. of the things. You know, and yet we still have this medical community who insists on forcing people right. into this really rigid box, even though nature right. shows us there's a great deal more variety than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totes. You know? Totes. So it's just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of mistakes. Uh-oh. Yeah. This really great article came out in Psychology Today, and it says, Evidence mounts more porn, less sexual assault. So one of the things that anti-porn activists have really been pushing over the years is that porn causes men to commit sexual assault, that it like drives them into a sexual frenzy and it feeds sexual assault and rape. And what they're finding when they actually look at the data is it's actually very much the opposite of that. And Mm -hmm. so what anti-porn activists say is porn contributes to rape and that 
as porn becomes more more available to people, then sexual assault and rape and those kinds of things are going to increase. Mm-hmm. So it's this like scare tactic. Whatever, yeah. Uh-huh. But what they're finding is that actually the opposite is really true because porn provides an outlet for people to really safely explore their sexual expression right. and to explore what they want to do. Um, and so they went through like country by country, all of these countries that. Um, previously didn't have internet or didn't have Mm -hmm. access to porn and then got access to porn. So like they used an example of the Czech Republic Mm -hmm. Um, in Denmark in the seventies, they used to, so Denmark used to have these really strict rules around pornography in place. Mm -hmm. And in the seventies, they actually relaxed a lot of the laws allowing for more pornography. And it actually became one of the leading places in the world for porn production Mm. um, after that. And arrest rates for sexual assault before and after those changes, Mm -hmm. when porn became more easily available, rape, allegations of rape and Mm -hmm. sexual assault decreased. And so they were just going through, this happened in Japan, China, Hong Kong. Interesting. And it said that UCLA researchers surveyed recollections of porn use among law-abiding men and a large group of convicted rapists and child abusers. Mm. Throughout their lives, the sex criminals recalled consuming less porn, more evidence that porn is a safety valve, and that instead of committing rape, potential perpetrators may find a less harmful outlet in masturbating to porn. Now, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of flaws in, you know, you'd have to do a lot of studies in order to actually, like, prove this. So this is just somebody really kind of hypothesizing based on, like, arrest warrants and things like that, but... Basically, you know, what the argument is, is that pornography allows people to start exploring their sexuality Mm -hmm. and allows people to actually feel like they can have a sexual experience. Mm -hmm. They can masturbate. They can kind of engage with the material Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of, I'm not going to do this. 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 And then it becomes something that's very violent. You know, you are internalizing the self-hatred and this shame. And, you know, we know that great deals internalized self-hatred and shame lead to violence. Right. You know, so it was just a really interesting, I think, a lot more uh, information needs to be gathered and a lot more studies need to be conducted in order to really start showing mm-hmm. why porn is actually a really healthy outlet right. for people, especially if they have a really extreme, like, philia, you know, like, right. maybe they're into children or something like that. Right, right, right. But, um, yeah, I just, I thought that was worth bringing up because so often the people who are anti-porn like to scream and shout about all of these things you should be terrified of, Mm -hmm. but they're in fact not based on any evidence. Right, right, right. You know. Always. Which brings me to an email that I got. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. So there's... There's two parts to this email. The okay. first one, and I, I, I want to respond to this with um, a little bit of compassion while also gently saying, no, okay. you're wrong. <laughs> because somebody from uh, the country of Iran okay. messaged me. So oh. we know Interesting. that the Middle East Is tends listening to, to have... Us? Are they yeah. listening to us? Uh-huh. <laughs> so we have a, awesome. a lot of listeners based out of the Middle East. Yeah. And, um, you know... <clears throat> 
most of the countries in the Middle East tend to be a little bit more conservative right. when it comes to sexual expression and sexual mm -hmm. experiences. And I don't have a lot of information about all the different communities that are out there, but for the most part, they tend to be pretty conservative when it comes right. to sex. Right. Uh, and so I just want to like keep it nice and general that way. Okay. So that we're not making any like value statements about the way people live their lives, but right. you know, because of that, there is a great deal of shame and fear and a lack of access mm -hmm. when it comes to sexual material. Okay. So this person wrote to me, and uh, it'll be a little bit more clear why that's important, but we've been having this ongoing conversation. I'm trying to answer a couple of questions and provide a little bit of information to this person. Okay. And one of the things that he said to me is that he loves sex and he's done it a couple of times and considers that positive, even okay. though like sex is really frowned on where he is. Okay. And then he says, I know almost everything about sex. Do we have an age? I'm going to guess early twenties. I just like one of the first things that I just wanted to say and about like everything. I know everything about sex mm -hmm. is so like I just want to compare this to video games for a second, okay? <laughs> when you play a video game, let's say you spend like I don't know hours and hours and hours playing this video game, and like you're beating all the bosses and you're like making it through all the levels. Mm -hmm. Let's say Super Mario Brothers, okay? Right. So you're playing Super Mario Brothers and you're having a great time and you're getting better and better and better at everything and you're beating all the bosses and you're moving up through all the levels and. You know, mm -hmm. like learning all these cheats or whatever. Right. And you get to the very end and you beat the game. Right. How much do you want to play that game once you beat it? I know, like, like, uh, not... maybe you'll go back and just kind of play it here and there. Right. Maybe you'll go through it again because like, you just want to like, it. yeah, right. You want to like find all the cheats and stuff. Right. But eventually, once you've finished the game, right, you're like, eh, this isn't fun Why anymore. Why would I want to play it again? Right. Yeah. So I just want to like kind of put that out there when it comes to sex. Sex is an infinite game. Right. You never learn everything about sex because you are always changing. So that means you can never know everything about yourself. Mm -hmm. And every single time you have sex with a person, they're always in a different headspace. They always have different experiences. Mm -hmm. They're always having different thoughts. So even if you're having sex with the same person, mm -hmm. sex is different every time. And then even beyond that, like everything that's available to us around sex, like porn and toys is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting to me. Mm -hmm. You know, like... I don't ever want to know everything about sex. Right. Because then I wouldn't want to play the game anymore. Right. You I know? get it. I get it. Right? Yeah. It's kind of like, well, I've mastered this. So totally. now it's not fun anymore. Right. And Isn't there like, a show called Master of Sex? Yes, there is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of like want to put that out there. I thought, right. you know, like nobody should ever be at a place where they're like, I know everything there is to know about sex. One, right. because that sounds really fucking boring to me. Boring. And two, because... That means to me, you're missing a lot of the nuance that actually makes sex really interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, like all the different changes and opportunities right. and, and all that kind of stuff. So I just kind of wanted to start there for our listeners. Like the goal isn't to know everything. The goal right. is to stay curious for as long as possible. Yes. Uh, Reed Mahalko um, likes to say that there are finite games that have a beginning and an end. And mm -hmm. there's infinite games that you try to keep going as long as possible. Kind right. of like, you know, when you're hitting that, that beach ball at like a concert. You're trying to keep it in the air as long as oh, you can. Oh, right, 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 right. So sex is an infinite game. You want to try and keep the game going as long as you can. Mm -hmm. And to do that, you have to stay really curious. Right. So I just kind of want to like, yeah, no, let's not try and learn everything about sex. Right. Like, let's be curious all of the time and hope there's no end point. Mm -hmm. Because if there's an end point, that sounds really dull. Boring. Right. Okay. But anyway, so this person wrote to me and what he really wanted to say is that he's struggling because he thinks that he's addicted to porn. Oh, okay. And he feels like it's really having an impact on his life. And so 
He said that he masturbates almost every day mm -hmm. and he thinks about sex most of the day and he feels like he's searching for sex all of the time and specifically in his community and you know, premarital sex is a really big no-no. Mm -hmm. And so that makes it even more challenging mm -hmm. in order to actually like have sex and express sex. And because of this, he's really internalized it and he's really starting to hate himself. Mm. And he feels like he just thinks about it too much. And so like, I just kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit because, you know, he is in a place where these views are fairly extreme. I mean, mm -hmm. he's in, he's in the country of Iran. Right. And so, you know, because of the, the values for the culture that he's right. been raised in premarital sex is highly, highly taboo. Right. Um, and talking about sex and access to sex is very, mm -hmm. you know, not accessible. Right. But even within the United States, when you think about certain communities, like the Mormon community mm -hmm. um, or Amish communities or, you know, very, very, very ultra religious, mm -hmm. um, you know, Christian communities. Right. It's the same level of shame around sex. And, you know, I think we've seen like with the Ashley Madison mm -hmm. thing, you know, when it's like, if you think to yourself, I'm not going to think about an elephant. I'm not going to think about an elephant. I'm not going to think about an elephant. All you're doing is thinking about the elephant. Right. Because you're just reinforcing right. the elephant. Right. And so if you're like, I don't want to talk, I don't want to think about sex anymore. I think about sex too much. I can't think about sex anymore. Right. All you're doing is thinking about sex. Right. And it's because you've got that, like, you're holding, you're clinging to it. Right. So hard. And so I just want to invite people who feel a, so much shame around sex and, and masturbation to just one, like relax about it, you know, like give yourself permission that, yeah, I think about sex and I'm normal. Right. Like masturbating is super normal. Having sex is super normal. Right. Now you might be in a community that tells you otherwise, and you personally have to reconcile for yourself which of those values you agree with and which of those values you disagree with. Right. And then decide how to live your life in a way that's safe and healthy for you. But I just want to encourage one of the reasons that shame around sex is so toxic is because you become obsessed with not thinking about or not doing, right. you know, instead of if you were to just actually kind of say, yeah, I actually think about sex every day and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. You know, like what if I forgive myself? Right. And that's one of the questions that I really like asking my clients of like, what if you forgave yourself? Yeah. How much more space would that create mm -hmm. in your life mm -hmm. and in your thoughts and how yeah. you felt about yourself? If you just thought, you know what, maybe I do masturbate a lot or maybe I do watch porn a lot, but I forgive myself because I'm doing right. the best that I can. And that feels so much more expansive mm -hmm. because now you're not like holding on super tight. Right. So, you know, I just kind of wanted to like, first of all, I don't really think that porn addiction is what most people think. You right. know, I think that that's a, a more fear mongering right. from the religious communities and from the anti-porn folks, you know, but I also think that when you are just trying so hard not to do something, you're trying so hard not to be angry at somebody. Do, yeah. All you're doing is just trapping that and it's getting bigger, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm not going to be fucking mad that they were late again. Totally. And all you are is pissed yeah. that your friend was late again. Yeah. You know, like, so. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. You yeah. have to kind of like reverse, reverse psychology, like mm -hmm. the fuck out of yourself. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you've 
Where have you felt the most shame around sex? I don't know that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <clears throat> I don't know where. I mean, like, no. I mean, like, as a kid, when we were caught playing doctors, that was just, like, scary fun. But, I mean, it was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm being chased down the road while I'm pulling up my shorts. Um, <laughs> did I wear... Shame, the shame around sex, I don't know. You know, I honestly can't um, because I I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm in a place where I'm at now where, like, mm-hmm. if we masturbate, like, we tell each other. Yeah. And, and we're like, oh, my God, was it a good one? Did you have a good one? Or, Are you know. Are there any, like, super, 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 super deep secret <sighs> fantasies you you just, like, just save just for you? No. You tell the wife everything. I tell the wife everything. If I have, mm-hmm. if I have a freak fantasy, uh-huh. I tell. There, there's nothing I keep to myself. Like yeah. nothing. Huh. Like even you know nothing. I don't. No, I'm like an open book when it comes to sex. I mean, there's yeah. probably like there's a it. It would be shocking to a whole group of my friends, <laughs> like one particular group, uh-huh. if they knew what kind of sex we have. Ah, uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like. Who plays what? Who does what? Uh-huh. And whatever. Right. There would be a, a. It would be like a huge shock. Yeah. Um. But I'm obviously mm-hmm. on the air, even yeah. in whatever mm-hmm. cognito. Nobody listens. That might. And if they do, I don't care because it's not like I keep this podcast a secret. Right. But I wouldn't be ashamed of it, even uh-huh. if it came out. I'd be like, yeah, whatever, bitches. I'm fucking right. getting sex, and That's that shit right. is awesome. Yeah. So. That's how that would go down. And then on the... No, I mean, I don't... I'm trying to think, like... No. Yeah. I'm... Mm-mm. Yeah. There, you could pretty much... I used to feel pretty ashamed about masturbating. Like, mm. I knew it was something I wasn't supposed to get caught doing. I knew it was something I was yeah. just supposed to do on my own. And then if somebody caught me, it would be really embarrassing... Uh-huh. But I feel like that's pretty normal for a teenager. Yeah. You know, like I definitely I think, outgrew yeah. that. Uh-huh. And now, you know, like now I think my biggest shame might come around just like my body. Mm-hmm. You know, like last mm-hmm. night, yeah. Alex and I were video chatting on Skype and he was like, I want to watch you use that vibe on yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's not really a p- terribly flattering angle uh-huh. to put your laptop on the bed and be propped up on pillows right. and have a vibrator. Like all, everything's right. squished up, all the rolls, <laughs> the bellies hanging, the boobs are off to the yeah. side. You know, like it's yeah. just not a very flattering angle. And even though he's seen me in a way worse position, right. you know, I had this moment of like, Oh God! He has seen, yeah, he has seen you and put you in those positions oh, put and me in done those positions. all, yeah. Right, but you know, I still had kind of that moment of like yeah. I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with my body, right? And so I feel a little kind of shame around that, right? But then once I started touching myself and it felt really good, fuck all that, fuck all that, you know, like yeah. I'm okay. And I also, I, I also was I haven't trimmed my pubic hair since I saw him in December, <laughs> so it was it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty, pretty serious <laughs> business. But you know, whatever, you get over it anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm not really, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. I mean, like, sometimes I'll shame around sex. No, I don't think. See, I have a couple of super duper secret fantasies. 
that I've told Alex versions of, uh-huh. but there's still a couple of little things that are just mine. Uh-huh. You know, like I'm not quite ready to share them because like they're the so extreme. Has that. You know, and it's not so much that I'm ashamed of them uh-huh. as I'm still kind of trying to figure them out for me. Uh-huh. And I kind of like having that spank bank material uh-huh. that's just mine. Right, you know, like right, nobody right. else can be in that space. And that's part of why it turns me on. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I have shame around that. I think I just really like that I have these little private things mm-hmm. that are just for me. Right. You know? I'm so visual that I'm like, spank, I don't think spank banks work for me. You know what I mean? You don't like, have like little memories you keep? No. I can I mean, almost make myself orgasm just from thought. Like I cannot. Yeah. I am so visual that I have to see. Oh. I have to see and or hear. Yeah. I might be able to do it with hearing. Yeah. But for the most part, I like to see something. Yeah. Um, And I can remember like... That was a really hot scene, and mm-hmm. I might, like, try and go find it again or something, but mm-hmm. I can't just remember it and be like, that was so hot, I need to touch myself, because then I'll, I'll be there, I might be there forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just yeah. trying to get to the point where I'm like, okay, oh. I touched myself, and I've built myself back up now, uh-huh. or whatever, but no. And I'm like, man, if I had a penis, I'd fucking jerk off every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just telling you, I well, would fucking I'll, jerk off every day. I'll I'll like, oh, what's, every day. What's this thing right here? It's so easy to play with. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, rub it, rub it, rub it. Oh, I have and, my hand in my pants all the time. Yeah. It's just not like, uh, I feel like it's not as convenient if you're a girl or whatever, but maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. Um, but I, yeah, definitely if I had a penis, I would fucking be like yeah. stroking that shit every yeah, day. Exactly. And I just want to say, like, when it comes to shame, you know, I was talking to this um, Tantra expert named Davy Ward, and she said, we are not born with shame. Mm-hmm. Shame is put on us by other people. No, I think, yeah, totally. So whenever shame comes up around your body, it's because other people have told you you should yeah. be ashamed of your body. I agree. If shame comes up around sex... It's because other people's crap right. has come on to you right. and told you you should feel ashamed. But you mm-hmm. weren't born being ashamed of touching right. your body. Babies touch their genitals all the time. And mm-hmm. it's it's because it feels good. And they right. have zero shame. Mm-hmm. We teach them to be ashamed of that. Yeah, because like, we're don't uncomfortable. touch that. You shouldn't be doing that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, <clears throat> you know, like, I t- specifically to this person that wrote to me, like, I have so much compassion mm-hmm. for the fact that, you know... Some of us are raised in communities where sex might not be openly talked about, but mm-hmm. it's not openly vilified either. Right. But other people are raised in communities like born-again Christian, fundamentalist mm-hmm. Christian households, Amish households, yeah. you know, Mormon households, mm-hmm. um, very, very strict Muslim mm-hmm. communities, you know, where sex has this really specific meaning. And if you have sex in any way outside of that meaning, you're shamed, right? You know, and you're told it's wrong or it's evil or you'll go to hell or, you know, whatever your cultural Mm -hmm. punishment is going to be. And so it's really, really, really hard to navigate your own feelings about sex when you have all of this other noise Mm -hmm. being put on you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of compassion for, it's not easy to navigate that, but at the same time, like you have to choose for yourself that you want to forgive yourself and that you want to explore this and decide that you're going to start letting go of that shame. Right. Because otherwise you'll just keep holding on to it and it's going to get worse. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you're so ashamed of masturbating that you keep driving it further and further and further into the closet, uh-huh. it's going to become an even bigger monster oh, yeah. that causes even more pain. 
that leads to so much more damage down the road. Right. You know, so I just want to invite anybody who's ever felt super ashamed or is currently struggling with that. Yeah. You know, that, that you can forgive yourself and that sex and masturbation are not only normal, but they're delicious. Encouraged. Encouraged. <laughs> so we love hearing from you. Please write in with your questions or your comments or your stories. You can go to sexgetsreal.com. We've got a contact form there. Also, I want to ask our listeners something. I looked in the uh, categories on iTunes for where we were ranked. Okay. And... We have really great reviews, but not okay. very many of them. Okay. And my goal in 2016 is to get us into the top 50 of podcasts on health. Okay. And we right now are around like 100 and something. Okay. So what we really need is for our listeners to go to iTunes, even if you listen on Stitcher, because we have tons of listeners on Stitcher. Right. But if you go to iTunes and leave us a review, hopefully a positive one. I'm just saying, hopefully, uh-huh. hopefully a positive one because we're cute and we're awesome and you like us and you listen. But yes. anyway, if people could go to iTunes and leave a review, that will help us rank higher in yes. iTunes so that even more people can find us, awesome. which is the, which is what we want. Yes. We want everyone having great conversations around sex. So um, yeah, that's all I say. So sexgetsreal.com. This is Dawn. And this is Dylan. And this is Sex Gets Real. <laughs>